Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, January 18th, 2022. And there's at least one thing we can say with confidence the market is almost always unpredictable. And it certainly is interesting. You can't, you know, people think that they can tell where the market's going. It's it's very difficult. Now I can give you causes or general reasons why it should go up or shouldn't go up or or reasons why the the market is overpriced or underpriced. I can tell you all those things, but I can't predict where it's going to go. I can tell you history that the market generally goes up. That's its history. Goes up 8 to 10% a year on average. That's the history of the market. Okay, but I can't tell you what it's going to do in the future. I can tell you, for instance, that the Fed's made a sea change in their position, meaning that the market is now going to be having headwinds for some time of rising interest rates and reduced of liquidity in the system. I can tell you that, but I can't tell you where the market's going to be tomorrow or the next day or next week, next month, next year. I can't tell you that. No one can, by the way. So if the market dynamics today and over the past few weeks aren't telling you that something's really changing and what's what what we're seeing then i don't know how to how to tell you differently because you're not watching the market you're not paying attention we are in a sea change of what's happening does that mean the market's going to crash no i'm not telling you that i'm just telling you that there's now a headwind that the market has to face and it's done this before it's not impossible it's not going to you know, tell you that the market's going to crash and you got to avoid it. No, not, nothing at all. It, that's not it at all. Uh, that just tells you that we have to just realize the differences and the changes. This change is pretty significant. I'm talking about liquidity by the Fed, the change. The inflation change, well, we haven't seen that in quite some time. That's a change. And we certainly haven't seen COVID. How I many, how I many, how many years do you have to go back to what, 1918, 1917, when it was the Spanish flu? I mean, so the, a sea change of things. So how do you react to it? What do you, should you do? That's what we're here for to help you answer. We will help you chart the course to this very volatile times we're going to be in. So, again, and as we state every every show, Independent thinking and shared success is our mission statement. We will share our knowledge with you. 
will think independently and try to give you some good, solid advice. Okay? So, we're live now. We're ready to take your calls. We will occur, we will certainly provide you with the facts as we know them and as we can share them with you. But we're live. Time to give us a call. 888-99-CHART is our number. 888-992-4278. We're live 4 to 5 Pacific time. And you can always leave your question. If you can't call us now, you can always leave our question in a voice bank, and we will answer that question on the next show. But right now, we have a couple of live callers. Let's go to Thomas in Santa Cruz. Hi, Thomas. Hi, how's it going? Good. Thanks for the call. Oh, yes. Um, I'm calling about MTTR Matterport. Okay. I uh, love the company, and I'd like to see uh, your opinion on it. Um, it has gone up, and it's gone down, and I'd like to... Hold this for a long, uh, long term. I really like the company. Uh, come from a real estate family, and I believe in it. So I'm hoping that uh, you okay. believe in it too. Love to hear your opinion. Okay, this is Matterport Inc. Class A shares. Simple as MTTR. MTTR provides 3D data platform to design, build, promote, and manage homes, offices, hotels, factories, and shops. It's a $3 billion company. It's fairly new. came out in March of uh, 2021, Uh, so what, 10 months ago. It doesn't make money. It hasn't made money yet. Sales growth is uh, uh, 10% in the most recent quarter, which was September. We haven't got the latest earnings yet. Before, that was 21%. Before, that was 108%. Um, So it's so new, it's hard to know where it's going to go. Uh, it's growing its sales, so I can't tell you what the value is. This is a very high-risk play for you. Cash flow is negative 25 cents a share. They're going to lose 26 cents a share next year. They lost 23 cents a share. They're going to lose 23 cents a share this year, 2021, next year being 2022, which is this year, really. And last year, 2020, they lost 29 cents a share. So they're not making any money. So for me, I would not invest in this because it's too risky, uh, and they don't make money. You know my philosophy. If you listen to me any length of time, company doesn't make money. You can still buy it, but you should only part. It should be a very small part of your portfolio because this is the very high risk part of your portfolio. And that's how I would look at this stock. Thanks for the call. Good luck with it. I hope it works for you, Thomas. Uh, let's go to Jacob in the Bay Area. Hi, Jacob. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. So uh, news broke today that uh, Microsoft bought Activision and it yep. caused the stock to run up about 28% or so. Yep. Um, I got two questions for you. So once that deal closes, are the Activision shares going to now become uh, Microsoft shares? And since I already own Microsoft, should I just get rid of the Activision shares since it's already made its run? Um Okay, those are two good questions. Okay, so usually in a buy, I don't know the terms other than it was billions of dollars, right? But I don't know if it was like, you know, five, uh, one Microsoft share for every two Activision or whatever deal they have, or was it some shares of Microsoft and cash? You know, I don't, I, I didn't see that, I didn't read the the actual proposed deal, but the Activision shares will disappear into Microsoft. Okay, so if it was all uh, a stock swap kind of deal, then you'll get you'll get more Microsoft shares, or it could be stock and cash, or it could be all cash, in which you'll just get cash. 
Answer to the second question, should you sell? Well, if you like the deal um, and you like the combination, and I think it all has to do with the metaverse, don't you think that? Jacob? The, the yes, metaverse? I, I think that's... Yeah. 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 And for those people who don't know what the metaverse is, you, you might want to start you know, brushing up some knowledge on what the metaverse is. And I think that's what this is all about. Uh, Microsoft getting into the metaverse in a big way at some point. I kind of like the deal. I own Microsoft uh, in my personal 401k, and I'm not going to get rid of it. Um, If you own Activision, if I get shares of Microsoft, I'd probably keep it. But generally, when company A buys company B and company B stock goes up, you should sell that stock because it's not going to go up any higher. It may not go up. It might go up a little bit more, but the best news is out on Activision now. And if you, you, this would be the time to take your profits if that's what your inclination is. Jacob, congratulations for owning Activision. Appreciate the call. Thank you. We're moving into a quick break. I am here and taking your financial investment questions. This is your chance to get your questions in. You can interact with me, interact with me personally if you want. You don't have to, but if you want. Call 888-99-CHART. You've got a portfolio to grow and protect, so get your finance and investment questions together and call Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. They're ready with their unbiased answers. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. And we got some calls. Jeffrey in El Paso. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Steve. Hope you had a great long weekend. I did. I'm calling about uh, InMode, ticker uh-huh. India November Mike Delta. It's a uh, Israeli growth stock in the um, cosmetic surgery medical device space. was wondering if you think it's a um, growth at a reasonable price. Uh, okay. Tick at the uh, 25 forward PE. Okay. Let's take a look. Uh Immode Limited, I-M-M-D as a dog. Israel seller of radio frequency devices used in minimally and non-invasive cosmetic procedures for women's health. Okay? Um, I've seen this company before. They make good money, and they, they're doing quite well. Uh, they made money for a number of years. Uh, 2021, they're going to come in at $1.96, up from $1.06 a year before. And then 2022, this year, they're going to go up to $2.06. That's about a 5%. The sales are doing really good. Sales. Uh, in September, we still don't have the fourth quarter yet, but in the September quarter, they were, grew 58%. Before that, 184%. The quarter before that, 62%. So this is a growth stock, everybody. And, of course, it's gone from $8 during the COVID debacle to hundred, close to $100, and now it's at 47 So it's come way back down. So... They're going to make two dollars and six cents. Forty-seven means it's a twenty-three PE, which is not, which is not a bad value for the growth that it's it's having and it expects. It's a pretty decent value, and I will say this: around forty-three to forty-four dollars looks like pretty strong support. I might wait till it stops going down because it's still falling, and we have a market that's weak. So I might want to wait a while to see see that uh, that it's hit a bottom, 
I mean, it could go down to the low 30s before that happens. But it looks like it's going to want to settle in here to me. And it's got, at at this price, Jeffrey, it's a good value. Okay? IMMD, Emode Limited. Let's go to Kyle, Wisconsin. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I'm looking at Yeti. I wonder what you think about it. Well, Yeti, I don't know if everybody's familiar with it, but they design, manufacture, marketing, innovative, and and outstanding outdoor products. I think the most, I guess the most common thing that people know about is their ice chests. Is that, is that, is that, would that be fair to say, Kyle? Um, I think it's a popular one. I see a lot of it just all over common handheld stuff now, too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think they got a great brand. I think that they, they, if they brand this right, and I think they are, I think they're doing a really brilliant job with their branding with the Yeti brand. And uh, I think it's showing in their pro- and their earnings and sales and everything else. This also is a growth stock. Uh, September quarter grew 23%. Before the, before the quarters before that was 45, 42, 26. So another growth stock. Um. Um, they don't have hardly any debt, which is I like a lot. Management owns three percent. It's a six billion dollar company, going to make two dollars and ninety six cents this year, two thousand twenty two, up seventeen percent from last year, which was up thirty five percent from the year before. And it's a sixty eight dollar stock. So you're looking at what a twenty two, twenty three PE, and that's right in the middle of its range. The range is thirteen to forty five. Return on equity is very good at eighty percent. I, I I like it. Uh, it's coming down like all the growth stocks are getting hit, really. They're really taking on the chin these days because of what's because we have a sea change out of Fed and, you know, we're tightening up. The growth stocks get hurt the most. But if I think it's one that can set itself up to be a very good buy, um, and I think it has a lot of strong support in the 62 to $65 area and it's at 68. So I'm hoping it's coming close to its bottom and this is and this is where if it settles here I I still just like the previous caller I probably wait to make sure it settles down before I before I step in. But I do like this stock. I like the company, I like the brand, I like their sales. Okay? Joe in New York, you're gonna gonna have to wait. I'm sorry. If you wait till after the break, you'll be first up right after this break. So please hold on. It's a very busy invest talk. We've had nonstop calls and we like it. We're heading into a break, everybody. I'll return your and answer any and all your questions. 888-99 chart. Joe from New York. Just hang on. Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. 888 chart. We're going to talk to Joe in New York. Thanks for waiting, Joe. Appreciate it. Hey. Just want to say I love you guys. Thank you. Um, so recently, as of 2022, our job was acquired by a larger company. Okay. And this means that our 401k brokerage went from John Hancock to Fidelity. Yes. We can select the individual stocks we'd like for our 401k plan. 
I'm 31 years old. I'm looking for about another 36 to 37 years with this company. Okay. Any advice on what I should put in terms of my long-term 401k portfolio? Okay, yes. Now, you, uh, you're you switching from Jan Hong, Hancock to Fidelity, and in Fidelity, you're you get to choose they uh, you get to choose what do they call the private uh, they they have a system where you can buy and sell stocks instead of the mutual funds they offer. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So you get to buy a group of stocks. So this is a great opportunity going to be presented to you because until this year is going to be kind of volatile, and so you can buy a number of stocks. And I would suggest you buy between 15 and 25 different stocks, different sectors, but start building a list of those companies you really like. And they're, they're likely you're going to get a nice pullback. And you're already seeing in the high growth stocks, but I think the market's going to be volatile and you'll have an opportunity to buy those stocks at a pretty good discount to the price they are now, right now. If you can be patient, there will be a recession. And when... That happens, stock market generally collapses 20 to 35% beforehand. They can collapse more than that, but generally that's what happens, and that's the best time to buy stocks. Then you pick up all your cheap stocks, and most people are afraid to do that. that that's the biggest, the hardest lesson for me to teach anybody is to buy when they're sellers and sell when they're buyers. Buy when they're sellers. When everybody hates the market, that's when you buy. The market goes up on average 10% a year. But there's are years when it goes down 20, 30, 50%, and there's years it goes up 100%, right? But the average is 10%. So if I can convince you to, you know, be patient, pick up the, start developing a list of stocks, bigger, bigger companies, don't buy just all these high-growth, tiny companies. Buy some bigger companies and have a few of those high-growth, tiny companies that you like, but mostly bigger, blue-chip, dividend-paying, with-growth type of stocks, okay? And you will do fine. You'll do very well if you can, if you just buy right, okay? Joe, good luck with that. I hope it works for you. My focus point today is based on the story, are specs special uh, purpose acquisition companies, SPACs, a racket? Remember, there's, uh, those are those companies that go public and they are spec companies. And I don't think too many people know a lot about them, how they actually work. Well, I'm going to give you some little details about how they actually work. Is it a racket? Is it a good investment? What is it? What's going on? So we'll talk about that. Uh, my trivia question today concerns tax myths. Do you know how to recognize them? That's going to be up at the halfway point of the show. And I want to talk about the interest rate. Do you see what the 10-year Treasury did today? I want to talk about um, the oils, oil prices continuing to, to rise and why. Why are they going up? Not just – there's specific reasons. And I'm going to talk about cryptocurrency regulations that are coming around. I don't know if I want to talk about the regulations because we don't know what they are going to be yet. But I want to talk about cryptocurrencies and give you some, try to uh, give you some facts of what they really are. I had lunch with several of my nieces and nephews this this, uh, this weekend. And I asked them, what's cryptocurrency? And they didn't have a very good answer. And these are teenagers or just in their early 20s. 
and I ask them, do you know what mining cryptocurrencies or mining uh, 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 Bitcoin, what that means? They don't have a clue. So I'm hoping maybe we can explore that a little bit, get us a little bit more knowledgeable on that. 888-99-CHART is our number. The market was down. Dow was down 543 points. That's 1.5%. The NASDAQ down 387. That's 2.6%. And the S&P down 86 points or 1.84%. The reason why I'm giving the percentages, I'm I'm telling you that the NASDAQ went a full percentage down more than the average stock. And that's gross stocks. Okay, so we know, and I've been telling you, this is the you know this is the time whenever the Federal Reserve has a change in policy like we're seeing, where the interest rates are going to rise. Rising interest rates hurt growth stocks more than anybody else. When the money's really really loose and just flowing, it helps growth stocks a lot. Okay. Now we started the new year, but soon you'll have to get ready for filing taxes. 2021 taxes time coming up. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Can you list four or five of the biggest tax myths that is, if believed, can confuse things for taxpayers? There's myths out there that people believe that there are myths. They're not true. So after the break, I'll supply the answer. But for now, the phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach 
involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? Or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk alize quiz. 99 chart. I did ask a trivia question before the break. Can you list four or five of the biggest tax myths that, if believed, can confuse things for taxpayers? And some of the people believe this, these things. Believe it or not, I mean, I think you're going to find it hard to believe this. Someone would believe it. And one of them is, if you can't afford to pay your tax bill, don't file a return. <laughs> that is a very bad mistake. You still have to file a return. Even if you can't pay your taxes. Now, remember, there are options. They have plans. You can call IRS, and they, you know, there are plans if you qualify for a payment plan or extensions. They have that, but you still have to file. Okay? Filing, filing is not optional. Now, I say that, but you know, there are times when you don't have to file. Generally, you don't need to file a tax return if your standard deduction is greater than your income. So if you don't make any money, you don't have to file a return. But you got to be really careful. Make sure you check with the IRS. They have a tool on their website that might help you with that. Making mistakes will crush your credit. That's not true. You know, making a mistake on your tax return and owing more money, does, none of that appears on any tax reports, I mean, any credit reports of any kind. What does appear on the credit, court, credit, credit report, if you file a return and you agree to a payment plan and then you don't pay the payment plan, then you start falling behind on that payment plan, that falling behind will show up on your credit score. Okay? And another one is state filing is optional. State filing is optional. So there's only, I think, six states. Yeah, six states that you don't have to file a state tax return. They are Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, and Washington. Every other state, you have to file. Okay, you can ask for extensions, but you still have to file. Okay? Remember, if you need more time, even with the IRS or the state you're in, they'll give you more time. But, they, you know, if you owe taxes, they may charge you interest on the money that you're not pay, you didn't pay on time. So that is possible. Probable, not just possible. So let's go to another live call. Let's talk to Sid in Canada. How you doing, Sid? Hey, Steve. Good evening. I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. 
Uh, I want to ask a question about quantum space, and I remember you talking a couple of months back when one of the listeners asked this question. Uh, the stock price was around 25, 26, and you said that you are not worried even if it goes down to 20, which is today now almost below 20. Yep. Do you think, uh, I own uh, one or two percent of my portfolio this month, but do you think uh, this is still a good price to add some more? I do actually, uh, and I did add some more. I bought some in my my personal IRA, my personal four hundred one k, at this price, twenty dollars. Um, but again, I, it's a very small piece of my overall portfolio. And I, you know what you really want to know is why is it going down? And one of the reasons is there is a competitor that came went public just recently, and they have they think they have the same solution as QuantumScape has. And they're supported by Ford and the Ford and one other big automaker. Was it GM? I don't know. And, you know, they think they have the same solution as QuantumScape with different material. Uh, but as far as the solution to making a solid state battery. So that putting a little downward pressure on QuantumScape's uh, stock price. I think that's what's happening anyways. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the company. Is something solid? Solid. Is it LTID. Solid. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, that, I think that that's why. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I should buy a few of those shares too. I think it's like eight or nine dollars a share. I'm just thinking the policy here, just like a vaccine, right? We had so many companies, Pfizer, AstraZeneca. Right. They were all trying different, different solutions. But at the end of the day, you never know who will cut right. across the line. And similarly, in the electric vehicles and battery fields also uh, could be the similar that's, thing. That's exactly day, my thinking. Sid, I'm thinking the exact same thing. I don't know if QuantumScape is going to be the only winner. Maybe I should, you know, spread it around. I think I might, by the way. I do. Thanks for the call, Sid. I appreciate it. QuantumScape QS is a symbol, everybody. Have no money. Don't make money. Not going to make money for years. Yeah, it's a big, big rolling the dice kind of stock. And I want you to be very, very careful about adding it if you think about adding it. Make sure it's a very small portion of your portfolio. Very small. It's very high risk. My focus point today is based on a story behind SPACs. Special Purpose Acquisition Companies, is it a racket? Well, okay. I think everybody knows that they've been pretty popular of recent. Instead of going to an IPO, regular IPO where it's offered to the public, SPAC companies are already public companies. They're called the Special Purpose, uh, I think it's may have, Special Purpose Companies. And what they do is they set these things up and then they exchange the shares from the private company for the public SPAC company, and they have to wait. They become public. That private company becomes public. And there's reasons why they do this, and I'm not going to get into the reasons why they do it, but I think one of the reasons is that it makes a fortune for certain individuals, certain people, certain companies, more than going to IPO. Okay, what do I mean? Well, for instance, there's like a bunch of people involved, right? There's the promoters, the fees to do it, the warrants. There's different people get different parts of the company for the putting this thing together. 
So the promoters of these shares, these spec shares that merged with another company, uh, they get about 24% of the shares. The fees, this would go to maybe the the uh, the banking institution, the public bank, Goldman Sachs or somebody, whoever helps them put this together, that's 10%. Warrants are the people get awarded warrants to buy the stock at a later date at a certain low price. That equals about 7%. That means the total cost before you and me, the public, get the shares is about 43%. I think that's ridiculously high. We don't even want to pay anything for a mutual fund for no commissions at all. We don't want to pay anything for that. How much do you pay for an IPO? Well, you probably have the 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 10% fees because of hiring a Goldman Sachs or somebody to take you public. But basically, that you, you probably have other fees, but that's about what it is. These things are really expensive. So... Just letting you know. Doesn't mean they're bad. It just means that other people are getting in there, getting in their pocket more than you. You're getting yours if you're going to buy a spec company. Okay. Okay. Um, when people take the time to answer a question or do a survey, I'm sorry, doing a survey on a Vest Talk podcast on iTunes, we try to get to their questions quickly if they want us to answer one. So here's one, Nick. What do you think of NET, Cloudflare? I bought it at, in 2020, and I'm trying to decide whether to sell it. Okay, so let's take a look at that company. The symbol is N-E-T. Okay, let me pull that back up my software here. N-E-T. Oh, no, no, come on. N-E-T. Cloud, Cloudflare, Inc. Uh uh, develop software for, for firewall, routing, routing, traffic optimization, load balancing, and other network services. It's a $30 billion company that doesn't make money. So I can tell you right there, I don't like that. Next year, they're going to make a penny a share as a $93 stock because sales are growing 50%, very 50% or more. 50, 55% for the last eight quarters. That's why. That's why it's so costly. But I wouldn't buy it. It's kind of falling hard, just like all the growth stocks. It was $221 uh, in November. Today is 93. So you have to ask your question, is it done falling? That's really the question. Is it done falling? Well, I don't think you should try to guess at that. I think you should wait for it to stop falling and start moving back up. So don't be interested. I, I, I wouldn't buy this stock because it doesn't make money. And making a penny a share doesn't thrill me. And I don't care about being 50% growth because, you know, there's competitors in this space. How can a company be worth $30 billion and only make a, and only sell $172 million worth of services a quarter? Those numbers are just astronomically expensive. They're selling for 40 times book value. Remember, we like to buy something that's at book value or no more than two times book value. That's even expensive. And this is 40 times. No, not for me. Okay. I recently uh, had a friend recommend a ticker. This is another one from San Diego. Same. Uh, he did a, pod, uh, a, a review on iTunes as well. 
I recently had a friend recommend the ticket symbol O. Okay, that's in REIT. That's a real estate. That's a REIT that acquires retail properties leased to regional, national retail chain operator, operators located in 49 states. Realty Income Corp. I am a San Di- I, I am in San Diego and have a rental and primary home. I don't have exposure to a REIT. Curious of your thoughts. Okay. Um, they're very consistent. They make money, made money for a long time. Sales growth has been in the single digits. In the recent quarters, they got into the double digits. They're going to make $3.94 this year. They made three fifty-seven dollars last year. And a REIT, remember, has to pay 90% of their earnings, 90% of their earnings in the form of a dividend to you, the shareholder. So that means they're paying about 4.2% last year is what they paid. It's a $69 stock, $4, $4 shares. So that tells you, um, you know, the P.E. is what? Uh, I'm going to say, it's, you know, it's going to run, uh, you know, about average. Their, their, their five-year range is 11 to 25. Based on last year's earnings, it's 20 P.E. So that's a little pricey for me. Um, I I like the dividend, and that would be the only reason I buy it uh, because I think the sales growth is probably going to fall. I mean, it was, probably will have sales growth. It just won't be as strong as it has been. And they don't have a lot of debt, which is good. Management owns 1%, which is very good. And mutual funds are net buyers in the last year, which is also good. So it's a good solid, one of the one of the better REITs, uh, I'm kind of not keen on the retail space, and it's a retail, uh, regional retail REIT. It's just not because of Amazon, and just not keen on that space for some reason. But this is a very good company. Don't get me wrong here. Okay, uh, let's see. <clears throat> we started a new year. You may or may not go uh, have gone through the process of aligning your portfolio with our current with the current reality we're living in you may have done that uh, but i think it's I think, I think it's worth taking a minute or two to talk about the benefits justin klein are provide for our clients and for any potential clients out there we have to remember we 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 try to put our money where our mouth is we believe in buying the same thing for ourselves as our clients at the same price same time and everything else we want to be on the same side of the table as our clients so we provide unbiased guidance. We call it parallel investing when we buy the same things for our clients, same percentage, same price. Um, we try to b- provide a variety of strategies for our clients in case they want to be very risky or not very risky. We have a variety of them depending on what you want. You can pick and choose and mix, mix and match if you wish. Um uh, I encourage you to let us take a look at your portfolio as well. We'll do it for free. There's no cost or obligation. Let us take a look and see what you have. We'll give you our opinion of it and see if it matches up with your risk tolerance. See if that's really what you think you have is what you do have. A lot of people don't understand how much risk they are taking or risk they're not taking. They don't They don't know because it's not their job. It's our job. So I think if you want a no-obligation discussion with us, all you do is go to investtalk.com, send us an email, say you want a portfolio review, and we'd be happy to do it for you. And we'll start that process and set up a time to eventually meet and talk with you. 
Okay? We want to help you. We really do. We'll help you. So let's get back to the Invest Talk Voice Bank. Remember, the phone lines never close. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Mary in North Carolina. I was wondering what y'all think about Coinbase at this valuation. Ticker symbol C-O-I-N. Thanks a lot. Listen to it on the pod. Okay. Coinbase Global Inc. Class A shares develops platforms to invest in and use of crypto assets for retail users, institutions, and ecosystem partners. Okay, it's a $47 billion company uh, for a company that's been uh, back in March of last year. That's when it IPO. Uh, it's selling way below its IPO price, uh, $222 a share. The first day, let's see if I can give you the price on the first day of the IPO. The first day, it got up to, what, $450 a share or so? And now it's $220. So, uh, should you get in it? Uh, Too risky. We don't know anything much about it. Sales growth is pretty strong. It's a very high-growth company and very risky. Very very risky. So, uh, I, I wouldn't do it. I would not. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after the break. So get your questions in now. 888 99 chart. This is Invest Talk. For serious investors, it's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Steve and Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk Anytime listener lines are open now, and Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Richard in the Bay Area. How you doing, Richard? Hi, Steve. Doing well. How about you? I'm doing well. I appreciate the call and had a nice long weekend, so that's great. All right. Thanks. I'm uh, calling about Southern, uh, not Southern, uh, Southern Copper Company. Right. Um, I just looked at it from a copper uh, ETF. I found it in a copper ETF. I do have FCX, and it's done okay. well, but I, and I okay. want to add to my uh, commodities. Um, so I looked at that one, and I don't know if I'm going to chase it at this point because it's done uh, relatively well, or is it a uh, good buy at this point okay. as well? Yeah, we've been talking about commodities now, I guess, for less than a year, but not quite a year. Uh, this is a spot kind of where you want to be, the commodities sector. And I still believe that. I think they have they have a ways to go in general. And, but you can still pick a wrong company. don't think you can. But I do like the commodities sector. There's still relative value, even though they've done pretty well. They're still pretty valuable. For this, for this one, the next year... PE is like 17, 18, and the five-year range is 13 to 32. Turn equity is 22%. This is Southern Copper Corporation, everybody, S-C-C-O, the mining of copper and operates mining, smelting, and refining facilities in Peru and Mexico. They're going to make $4.36 this year, then dip a little next year to 377. Sales growth is 20%, 26% in the September quarter. Before that was 62%. Before that was 47%. And I think there's the growth, sales growth is going to continue to be strong. Uh, and I think I think you can buy it here. 
I, I think it, if you'll notice, this is one of the few companies in this sector, there's one of the few companies in these sectors, the commodity sectors, has not gone down for the year so far, like most of the other stocks. This sector has gone up so far this year. So I think that's a good sign. So no, I'm thinking this is a good time to buy it. It probably go back to the, you know, to the 80 plus area. I think it's going back up there, no problem. Thanks for the call, Richard. Appreciate it. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Since we were talking about cryptocurrencies, you know, and earlier on a question um, whether to buy that one that we were talking about. Um, there, there, there's going to be more and more and more regulations. You know, China has ba- uh, has has banned mining for cryptocurrencies for, um, uh, uh, and I don't think we are going to do that, but we might. Bitcoin mining. What does mining mean? That means going looking for more to more more to make more bitcoins. How does that happen? Well, what happens is it's set up that. If you mine for it, you have to mine for it by a computer by solving this very complex mathematical uh, equation, formula, whatever they call it. And if you do, you will be rewarded a new batch of cryptocurrencies. That's how they're going to produce new cryptocurrencies. And there's mining going on, and it takes huge computer power to do so. And the reason why China's banning it and other countries have banned it is because it takes a tremendous amount of electricity to run these computers to such an extent because mining can be done by anybody. It is, it's, it's taking, if, if the electricity, if you count electricity, okay, as a country being used for Bitcoin mining, it would be that far as draw, Using electricity, it'd be the 30 largest country in the world in energy consumption. 30th largest com- country. If you, it's just Bitcoin mining because of electricity. And think about all the metric tons. It's estimated 22 to 23 metric tons of CO2 emissions just because of Bitcoin mining. <laughs> so it's really having an impact out there. So it's kind of a complicated situation. I think Bitcoin's going to here, here to stay, and I think cryptocurrency's here to stay, but not. But most of them are going to be gone or out of business. I don't think they're most because there's so many of them out, way too many. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. So get yours anytime you want, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes. We appreciate it. We would appreciate that rating. Okay, whatever it is, we appreciate it. Okay, and you can leave a brief question. We'll answer it right away. If you do rate us, we'll do that. Independent thinking, share success. This is the best talk. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. 
Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. 